It's that time, the Betting Predators Podcast, where our main objective is hunting down the best bets for you. I'm your host, Sleepy J. You guys can find me on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame. Joined here by the golf guru, golf fanatic, Uncle Dave in the house. You guys can find him on Twitter as well at Dave underscore Essler. You guys can always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. All right, Uncle Dave, here we go. Uh, another Tuesday, another golf podcast. This week we head to the Valero Texas Open at the TPC in San Antonio. Last year's winner of this event was J.J. Spawn. Uh, he returns this year to repeat as champion at 35-1 to 1 odds. Uh, the favorite for this event going to be Terrell Hatton at 12-1. to 1. You guys know how we do this. Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll cover first-round leaders, make a miss to cut, head-to-heads, top 40s through top fives. And, of course, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll give out our winners. Uncle Dave and I decided to go ahead and take a break for the last couple of weeks at March Madness kicking off. And the PGA really didn't have that many stellar events the last couple of weeks. So uh, Uncle Dave and I were back in action. And, of course, you know, we'll go ahead. We'll give you guys a full Masters breakdown for you uh, next week. Currently on the season, uh, we figure we're right up around 30 units on the year. So going to go ahead. We're going to try to add to that for you guys this week. Let's start it out with our first-round leaders. Uncle Dave, I have two, but I'm going to go ahead and give you the floor. First-round leaders, what do you got? This is an, an, uh, a course that we don't have tea times for yet and thursday is a 50 percent chance of scattered showers and 10 to 20 mile an hour wind so i think early tea times are going to be important i don't know where these guys are these are my favorite guys if uh if we get tea times this afternoon or, or wednesday and anything looks uh more interesting i'll be certain to tweet it out um but anyway let's let's go with some 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 chalk and some long shots here i like hideki um, it seems he's been around forever, and, and he's only 31. You know, I always kind of get this feeling I'm betting on an old guy. Um, just shows you where the game's gone uh, to youth and uh, wiriness, I guess. I mean, he's in the Masters next week, which is why I, I don't want to take him to win because um, I actually think he's a dark horse to win next week. Um, but like a lot of the bigger names, he's a, he's a big tournament player, if you will. Uh, but he's rested from an early exit last week. Uh, he's fifth at TPC which is a kind of a big event. So I think he could get off well. I like him at 40-1. to one. Um, Akshay, Matia, he's made five or six cuts, and he played pretty well in Mexico. Uh, he's actually the second-round scoring leader. Um, obviously, it's a smaller sample size. Uh, he's not awesome off the tee, uh, but th- it may not hurt here because there's a lot of oak trees. It, it's fairly open, uh, and the rough is not uh, super punishing. So... Um, his approach shots, they are elite. So if he can stay uh, where he can find his tee shot, he should be okay at 80 to 1. Uh, Siwoo Kim, you know, I haven't used much of him. He hasn't had a great 2023, 20, but he might be closer than I think. I mean, I look at him and he's in the top 20 in shots gained on approach and shots gained total. Um, and we want greeds in regulation this week big time. Um, he could be looking at next week as well like maybe Hideki. So uh, I think if he's going to go low, it's probably sooner rather than later. So first round later, Siwoo Kim, 40 to 1. And again, if I see anything after the tea times come out uh, or um, one of these guys just all of a sudden looks ridiculous and the weather changes, I will put that on my Twitter or, or retweet this podcast and let you guys know somehow. All right, good stuff there, Uncle Dave. I have two here. You didn't name either of them. I'm going to go with Ben Griffin there, Uncle Dave. Uh, at 40 to 1, uh, he has the second best first round scoring average in the field. 
And he's also in the top 15 to actually win this event. So I don't see any reason why we don't take him here as a first-round leader. You figure if they're thinking this guy's in the top 15 to go ahead and win this thing, if he's going to do well, more than likely, he's going to have a pretty strong first round. So I'll go ahead. I'll use Ben Griffin here at 40-1. to And the other guy I kind of like here is Nick Taylor, 50-1. to Taylor, very good first-round guy, has plenty of experience at this course. Now, he hasn't had the, the, the best finishes here, but his recent form has actually been quite good. He has four top 20 finishes in his last nine events. And I think if his putter actually does helps him out in this tournament, that he'll actually do quite well here. So I might actually consider using him in some other spots, but I think Nick Taylor, 50 to one first round leader is certainly worth the shot. And you guys shop around because on DraftKings right now, I see 65 to one on him. So, you know, anywhere from 40, 50 to one, 60 to one, somewhere in that area. I feel pretty good with Ben Griffin and Nick Taylor. Uh, Making missed a cut there, Uncle Dave. I'm not sure if you have one. I got a crazy one here, so I'll, I'll let you go ahead and, and rip and run if you have a guy here, but I certainly have one that might actually surprise you. I'm a, I'm actually chomping at the bit to hear your crazy one, Sleepy, so I'm going to defer to you, my friend. All right, so here's what I'm going to do, Uncle Dave, and this is crazy. I'm going to go ahead I'm going to take Terrell Hatton to go ahead and miss the cut at plus 350. I think Hatton is actually live to go ahead and win the Masters, so I don't know why he would actually be super focused here. I think some of these top guys could actually mail it in, you know, maybe after, you know, 27 holes and, and just take a take a, a good strong look at Masters preparation going into next week. Hatton, he's in the top 25 odds to go ahead and win the Masters. So I don't know why he would be super focused to have a great finish here. Hatton has never been here before, so that can give him a ton of issues. And I think the last thing that he wants is a place like this to go ahead and drive him mentally mad. Uh, before he goes into the Masters, like that—that's not what you want to be. And Hatton's been lights out recently. He hasn't missed a cut in like his last 19 starts. Now I get it. You know, sometimes you don't want to go ahead and you don't want to fade guys uh, who are on good streaks or teams that are on on good streaks. But you know, at this price, with the Masters kind of looming, I'm gonna go ahead. I'm gonna take a shot. It's just a pizza bet for me. I figured since we're doing it on the podcast, I might as well give out a pick. And this one is a little bit crazy, but Hatton missed the cut there, Uncle Dave, plus 350. Not sure of your thoughts on that, but I kind of laid out my thinking there, and I think, it, I think it makes some pretty decent sense. Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. I mean, I don't, I don't know whether I would make that bet or not, but I like that logic because, you know, for the same reason I took first-round leaders, you know, I can see him maybe, maybe, maybe doing well early, but then kind of packing it in. So I, I definitely am with you uh, logic-wise there with Terrell Hatton. I mean – you know, and honestly, uh, you know, it's never a bad idea to bet the favorite to miss the cut in a tournament like this. But by the same token, you know, I would have liked more than plus 350. But I guess I shouldn't bitch because if I made a every bet at plus 350 and won, I'd be rich. So, yeah, I definitely I can ride with that, Sleepy. I think my biggest reason there, Uncle Dave, is I actually do believe he's live to, to be a serious contender for next week. And if he's just going out there just to get some rounds under his belt, you know, maybe work on a couple little things that he needs to work on, then I, I'm not I'm not sold on the fact that he's going to go all the way till Sunday and have to turn right back around and, and go right back out, you know, with the Masters field. So that's I'll, I'll do that. I'll go ahead and make a little bit of a crazy prediction there. Uh, with that out of the way, let's jump into our head-to-heads. I got one, Uncle Dave. Not sure if you'll approve of this one. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play Chris Kirk minus 110 over Taylor Montgomery. 
I get all the love for Montgomery recently, but he hasn't had really anything great when it comes to finishes. Well, the PGA right now is, is in my opinion, it's in full swing right now. Now, he's taken down some tournaments like the RSM Classic, CJ Cup, you know, the Fortinet Championship. You know, great, you know, but not typically tough courses. And his best finish recently was at the Farmers, and that was a T-17. And last week, he finished quite well uh, at the match play. But he's been outside of the top 30, you know, if you exclude last week in, like, his last five events. So, you know, playing those cheesy little courses and stuff like that did really good, made a nice name for himself. But playing these tougher courses, things have gotten a little bit tougher for him. Kirk, he's been here before. Montgomery hasn't. And I get it. Kirk kind of tailed off a little bit, you know, after his win at the Honda. But I guess that's kind of expected. I think Kirk is, is the right side in this head-to-head. So I'm going to fade Taylor Montgomery. I'll take Chris Kirk head-to-head over Taylor Montgomery at minus 110. Not sure if you got any head-to-heads there, Uncle Dave, but what are you looking at? Yeah, I mean, just one sleepy, but you've already done the work for me, so thank you for that. Your boy Ben Griffin, um, you know, he's minus 130 over Sam Ryder, plus 105 for a very good reason, and you laid them all out for me, so so thank you for that. There were some other matchups, but, you know, as usual, they're, they're either overpriced or they've got guys that I like uh, against other guys that I think could do well. So, you know, I mean, that's why I think they, they wait to put these up. Um until sort of, I think the the you know they they throw up the the winners and maybe top tens and top twenties on Monday, and I swear they wait for see where all the money's going and then pick those guys against each other in head to heads. I mean, I can't imagine books are that smart, but again, that's what they've done. So, you know, another one I, I you know I mean it's like Siwoo Kim, they got him against Ricky Fowler, I like Ricky Fowler. So uh, I will stick with just your boy Ben Griffin over Sam Ryder. All right. Well, that makes me happy. I would, I would certainly be all over that. Sam Ryder is, uh, I mean, the guy hasn't been anything great this year, so I'm down with that one. Where did you find that one out? Cause David might actually want to play that one. Cause I didn't see that myself. Uh, that was on, let me look here. That was on DraftKings. Okay, cool. All right. Well, I'll double back and probably make that wager there with you. All right. So what head to heads out of the way there, uncle Dave, let's go ahead. Let's jump into our top forties to top fives. My best bet for the Valero Open is going to be Ryan Palmer, top 20 at plus 320. I feel like these odds are actually justified for who Palmer has been this year, but not for this course. And we talk about how sometimes courses just wait guys up, and this is definitely a course that gets Ryan Palmer excited. He's finished inside the top 15 here six times, almost won this thing like three or four times, had some very good finishes inside the top 10 couple top five finishes there as well so i'm not calling for palmer to win i just want him to just go out there and get his game right and this is a course if you look at what his game has been um that could probably get him right and i think he comes in here motivated there are odds that i want to go ahead and and, and buy into so i'm going to go ahead and think that ryan palmer gets right on this particular course i'm going to go ahead i'm going to play him top 20 at plus 320 for my best bet and then for my other top 20 there, Uncle Dave, I'm going to go with Matt Wallace, plus 190. Uh, won at Corrales last week and had a T3 finish here. You know, Prior to last week, he was T7 at the Valspar. And I don't want to fade a guy right now who I think is at the top of his game. This was a bigger name guy. I would probably go ahead and fade him off of a win. But Wallace has to get his chips in the middle now. You know, While he has the opportunity 
to go ahead and cash in big. I think he strikes in big here um, because he's not going to be at Augusta next week. He, he didn't get invited there, so he's not eligible. So for me, it looks like you know he's actually live to go ahead and win again. But top 20 seems very doable at plus 190. So I'll go ahead. I'll play Matt Wallace top 20 plus 190. That'll wrap up my top 40s through top fives. Uncle Dave, what are you looking at? Yeah, Sleepy, uh, my best bet for uh, this tournament is uh, Chris Kirk, uh, top 20 at plus 140. And I know there's a lot of people that, that like him to maybe win this tournament, um, but I just can't quite go that far. He's he's in the Masters uh, field next week, and he might not bear down as hard as maybe I would want the winner to bear down in crunch time. Um, but, you know, the kids had three top 10s this season. Um, you know, and he's a lot like um, – Batia, in that his tee shots can be a little bit errant, but his approach shots are super solid. I mean, he actually leads the tour in pin proximity from 100 to 125 yards. Uh, and he's above average putter who's playing with no pressure this week uh, because he is in the Masters. And you might look at that and say, well, because he's in, you know, does he does he want to practice and, and you know, take the weekend off? I don't think so. Um, his last uh, – Stroke event was the players, and he got cut with the 73-75. So, you know, I think he played at the Arnold Palmer before that, and he had a he started off well, but then I think he shot three rounds in the mid 70s. So, you know, I don't think he can afford, uh, being that he's already in the Masters next week, just screw around this week. So, my best bet is Chris Kirk, uh, top 20 at the Valero Open, a plus 140. Um, I've got some other ones here. Ben Martin, um, he was T8 last week, and I actually wanted him anyway this week. Um, you know, some of the luster might be gone off uh, of the value uh, doing well last week. But, you know, he's, he's sadly not that long. And I think we do need a little length this week. Uh, but in this field, you know, I'm not asking him to break his ceiling here. So Ben Martin, Aaron Rye, um, how can I not take a super accurate drive who's 15th in greens and regulation, who's not in next week's Masters and who would like to be? I mean, he has every reason to bring his A game and he could contend. So at plus 230 for a top 20, we are doing that. Um, my boy Davis Riley, my boy Feaster Famine Davis Riley, you know, he's missed five of 16 cuts, but he has four top 25s in those 16 cuts. So, you know, I look at it, if he finishes top 20, 25% of the time, yeah, I mean, that's not Scotty Schleffler elite, but, you know, there's a few hundred tour players that love to do that uh, and don't. So, you know, Riley's another guy that excels at approach shots. That's a big one this week. Uh or can, and he would love to play next week uh, because as of now he's not in. So I expect him to do well, and I'm going to go all the way to top 10 plus 280. My last one, Sleepy, and I know you're going to agree with this, Matt Wallace, top 20. I know you got that one. I think one of the reasons I like him um, is, as you mentioned, he won last week. And actually I read somewhere that um, it's not mandatory that someone do well last week to do well this week, but history does show, and this is a – not an elite field that guys who did well in that Puerto Rican Open tend to do fairly well here. Um, he's also from the UK, good wind player, which he needed that to win last, last week. You know, I, I don't think he can go back to back, but I'm going to hop on the sleepy train and go top 20 with Matt Wallace. All right. Well, that excites me there, Uncle Dave. A couple agreements there. Uh, I do have a nationality prop here there, Uncle Dave, that I'm going to go ahead and play. I'm going to play top South Korean Ben on. At plus 230, only two players are going to be in this field. It's going to be Siwoo Kim, SH Kim. On has made seven straight cuts, and he's actually been here a few times. He was cut here last year, but he did finish T7 the year prior. He took off last week, so 
Um, the, you know, this could be a tournament that I think that he's eyeing. Siwoo Kim, he's been really good. I'm not denying that at all. Uh, I'm not going to make a case here why, you know, why we should really fade him and why he, there's a chance that he won't be really good. I just wonder if his focus is more on next week. And I think that that's one of the things that, um, you know, a lot of people will be talking about. Are these guys going to come in here and kind of do a walkthrough? I think there's a chance for that for Siwoo. I think he's actually live to win the Masters as well. So uh, I'll go ahead. I'll play that. SH Kim for me. Um, never been here at TPC San Antonio, and his recent form isn't really anything to write home about. So I think that Ben on at plus 230 to be top South Korean is certainly worth a wager. Uh, with all that out of the way, it's time for our winners. Uncle Dave, I'll go first on this one. I'm going to go ahead and play Brendan Todd 40 to 1. I was unsure if I wanted to use Todd here, and then I thought about it a little bit more, and I convinced myself that, you know, with this field being so weak, to just go ahead and use him to win. Todd has been good at this course. Last year finished T8 here and has made the cut in four out of five times at this course. His recent golf hasn't really been anything, you know, anything great, but he is battling. And this is one of the easier courses that I think Todd uh, can kind of go out there and be who he is. So I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to play him at 40 to one. I think there's a chance you know, that, that he contends for a win here for sure. So I got to use him at 40 to one. And then believe it or not, I'll play Ricky. I think we, I think we have to play Fowler here. You know, I've been on him the entire season and he's done really nothing but good things for me all year long. If Ricky has his eye on next week, you know, maybe he doesn't take a win down here, but if he was looking for a win, you know, this is the tournament for him to do it. Fowler has two T 17 finishes here in three trips. And he's been excellent this year. He's only been outside of the top 20, you know, once in his last six starts. And I think with how weak this field is, Ricky should certainly be on, on your card to go ahead and, and pick up a win. And I think if if the article that I read is correct, that if Ricky finishes like inside the top 50, and it might be the world golf rankings or whatever, you know, he'll get the invite to the Masters. So he has to finish strong here, but... Fowler hasn't won in so long that like this is one time where you know a win is going to do him well if he makes the Masters and he goes in there next week. I mean he's got to be feeling sky high and confident, you know that he's golfing. You know this is some of the best golf we've seen him golf in a very long time. So I know it's chalky. I know he's one of the favorites at Fowler eighteen to one, but you know, I've been using him all year long, so I don't see any reason why I shouldn't go ahead and have faith in him here. Though it would burn me up, Uncle Dave, had I not used Fowler. And then he wins, and I'm like, well, geez, I've been on him for, you know, the last two months, and, and the one time I don't use him, he ends up going out and winning. So I don't want that to happen because I don't want to be pissed off about it. So those are my two winners there, Uncle Dave. Brendan Todd, 40-1. to 1. Ricky Fowler, 18-1. to 1. What do you got? Well, I'm with you on Ricky Fowler, Sleepy. I like him as well. I mean, you know, how do you not? Um, you know, my only reservation is he's going to be a very popular bet this week, so not ideal value, but – you know, he's obviously one of the hottest guys who, um, you know, he's always got the crowd behind him. And I read that there was only one Masters invite left, and that was for the winner of this tournament. You know, either way, if you what you read is right or what I read is right, you know, Ricky needs to, to play well. So for that and a bunch of the reasons you said, uh, if I'm picking out my chalk guy, it's Ricky. A um, couple of flyers here because this is kind of a crazy tournament. Alex Smalley at 75 to 1. Um, he is not playing next week. Um, and he's still looking for a win number one. And that's 
not something I typically bet on, but you know, five top 25s and 15 events that warrants a, at least a look. I mean, he does everything well, um, but he can struggle putting. And by struggling, I mean, you know, he's not Jason Day. Uh, but it's 75 to 1. There's too many reasons to bet that. And then I'm going to take my flyer. Um, it's a pizza bet if he doesn't win. Uh, if he wins, it's a five unit bet. Lucas Glover, 180 to 1. Um, you know, he's had a couple of T15s or better here, and he's made the cut here five straight years. I mean, it wasn't that long ago. We were betting on this guy like almost weekly to do something. So there's no really stat basis to suggest this other than his history at this course. And he does have a very good short game, uh, which you will need if you miss greens on this course uh, or any course, but I think that will be the, probably stat number two. Uh, so a huge upside at 180 to one because, you know, you just don't know where everybody else is going to come from. So, you know, I had, to, I had to take the sleepy flyer um, that nobody would, you know, that's, that's my, I'm betting this, but you probably shouldn't bet sleepy. <laughs> you always got to have a couple of those on your card. So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I have a feeling that if, if one of these top guys don't win, then it's going to be one of these long bomber guys that we probably don't even know their names, guys that just show up from out of nowhere. So wouldn't surprise me, you know, with the Masters coming next week and motivation I think is going to be key for a lot of the a lot of the little guys and a lot of the bigger guys, they, they might just come out here and just try to do a walkthrough. So we'll see. But there's our winners, guys. There's all our picks for the Valero Open. Like I said, next week, Uncle Dave and I will go ahead. We'll do a full breakdown of the Masters. Uh, we'll give you guys as many bets as we, as we possibly can. You know, we'll go through the entire uh, odd screen and we'll try to dig up some extra stuff for you guys. Certainly some prop plays and things like, like that. But uh, that'll wrap it up for the Valero Open for you guys this week. Uh, make sure you guys check back with us next week. You guys know where to find Uncle Dave and I on Twitter at SleepyJ underscore pregame at Dave underscore Essler. You guys could always get us at thebettingpredators.com and on the best sports betting information site on the web, pregame.com. With that said, I'd like to wish you guys all the best of luck. Enjoy the games. <laughs>